Let's pray. Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, well, thank you for gathering tonight. Uh, We're in those middle five uh, Wednesdays of Lent. Uh, Confirmation students, if you are taking sermon notes, this is it. All right? So we here are, we're in this uh, season of Lent, and our theme is um, the seed of joy. And maybe when you think of Lent, and we just had uh, last Wednesday night, you came out and ashes were put in your forehead, reminding of our own mortality. Maybe joy seems like kind of an odd fit. And I think of this, and it still seems surreal. Um, I want to make sure we're talking about joy, that that doesn't seem like we're missing the mark or we're glossing over the tragedy that just happened in Burnsville. Yeah, it still seems surreal. Just three days since then, where there was a senseless killing of two police officers and a firefighter who were responding to a domestic call. I can't imagine, uh, and our hearts go out and our prayers rise up for all those who are in grief. I think of that saying, not wanting to gloss over the pain when we talk about joy. Because some days are, as Psalm 88, uh, one of my, the Psalms that I think of in the times of tragedy, most Psalms have praise in them, some word of thank you, Lord. Some days are Psalm 88 kind of days where you just go, I can't believe that happened. Lord, how can this be? Lord, where are you in all of this? But God's ultimate desire for us in these moments and in all different kinds of moments is to know that we are loved, to know that somehow God will see us through these times, right? That we don't go it alone. And that we can have hope that even once again, we can have and know joy. As our theme, the seed of joy, reminds us that even in the heart of fear and pain, God plants the seed of our joy. Uh, Tonight, and joy is a complex thing, right? It's bigger than circumstances. Uh, Tonight, we're going to focus on persistent joy. And I did a quick Google search um, of signs of persistent joy. And to somewhat my surprise, there were some things about joy, but it was more often things like, how do I find joy? I totally lack joy. Um, Or there was even medical terminology like persistent depressive disorder or anhedonia, which is, I learned, the inability to experience joy. And as I'm doing that Google search, it seems that persistent joy is a bit of a unicorn. It's something that we're not that familiar with. And tonight we hear a story that I believe in Genesis is about God persisting with joy. And if our Google search has some way of reflecting kind of how we see things, it sure seems that maybe persistent joy is something we could use more of and something that God wants to teach us. I think about this, um, often I I use the word joy and happy almost interchangeably. (laughs) But in this, maybe we can set our terms a little bit. Um, I think they're a little bit different. How often have you said something like this? Man, once, and then fill in the blank. Whenever, okay, Chris Lynch, you'll think this is funny. When the Vikings win the Super Bowl, that shouldn't be that funny to you, Chris. Then I'll be happy, right? I don't know where that came from, right? Or uh, fill in the blank, whatever whatever takes place, then I'll be happy. Have you kind of had your list of those things? 
And the reality is in life when we do that, oh, after this happens, then I'll finally be happy. We can be waiting for forever, right? Um, Happiness or being happy is a feeling, it's an emotion that you experience as a response to something good, right? Joy is something deeper. And I think as we're gathered here on a Wednesday night, I think joy really is something that's rooted in Christ. Joy is something that's bigger than a situation or bigger than a circumstance. And tonight in that reading, God decides to live with joy. And I think in that joy is a mindset that we see that God takes on. So I mentioned the reading that I shared comes right after uh, the flood. But if we do a little backing up to a few chapters before, why did the flood happen in the first place? And Scripture tells us that God's heart was grieved back in chapter 6. And why was God's heart grieved? It says after experiencing people's rebellion with each other, how they inflicted pain upon each other, a pain that apparently is felt by God and felt deeply, that pain broke the heart of God, if you will. And so God decided to have kind of a redo or a start over with creation. And as you read through the story, if the hope is after the flood is done, maybe the new creation will be different. Well, that hope lasts about half a second. Noah and his family and all of us are still human. We still mess things up, right? We still mess up important uh, relationships with God and each other. That's part of the human condition. But the awesome thing is God makes a covenant. That is, God makes a promise. Did you hear that in the story? It makes me think about rainbows in a different way. God sets the bow like a weapon. God sets the bow in the clouds, hangs up that weapon, and hangs it up as a reminder to God and a promise to all creation that God will never again cover the earth with that type of flood that destroys every living creature. The rainbow is a sign of persistent joy. As I said before, sometimes we wait around to be happy. I'll be happy after this. God chooses to rejoice in creation, even though our brokenness is still a constant reality. God isn't waiting around to rejoice until humans seem to be looking a little bit better or doing a little bit better or finally stops hurting each other. God decides to just rejoice in this creation as it is. God charges ahead, intentionally carving out spaces and places for joy. And that makes me think in our life together, when things aren't so perfect, maybe you and I are called to carve out spaces for joy. God is determined to be reminded of the promise made that God's going to be our God, your God, my God, and God moves ahead with persistent joy for you and all creation. You and I are to be imitators of Christ, the scriptures say. We're people who are uh, born and created in the image of God to reflect that image. And so you and I can hold space for joy even when we don't feel like it. And I think of that in our relationships with each other, as we look around in circumstances that aren't so perfect, we can still persist with joy, even when we yearn and hope for the world to be different and things to be better than they are. You know, and it's interesting. Think about all the different times you've seen rainbows. Sometimes rainbows show up after the rain and the storm is done, right? And it's bright and shiny and sunny. But sometimes rainbows show up during the rain. And sometimes rainbows even show up when the clouds are looking ominous and a big storm is going to be coming again. 
And maybe in those moments where things are at its worst, we need to be reminded, right, to find time for joy, to be imitators of God's persistence of joy. We can practice holding a space for joy even when it doesn't feel like it. And we can trust that God's faithfulness and love and promises are for us, especially during those times of hardship. Something I'd like you to, um, to try this week, if you would, if you've got a, 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 you know, a phone on you, if you'd be willing to take one picture a day, and if you would, take a picture of something that reflects persistent joy. And my hope is if you're able to take a picture um, once each of the next seven days with even a different color of the rainbow, <laughs> and at the end of those seven days, you'll have a rainbow of persistent joy. Here's, here's just one example. I took this picture uh, when I was out fishing, and I don't know how well you can see this, um, but there's a tree right above water level that's essentially coming out of the rock. <laughs> and as you see that, every other tree is straight up. This one coming out of the worst situation is there, and those branches are looking up, right? And I look at that just a symbol of joy in the midst of a difficult circumstance. So would you be willing to take a picture? A picture that captures some sort of image that for you represents beauty, hope, endurance, or joy, especially in the face of something that's challenging. And even if you don't do that, please know this, this week and always, that God's love will surround you. God will sustain you even when it doesn't feel like it this week. And he will, God will do that no matter what the weather is or what the situation is. People of God, may you know persistent joy. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Farmington Lutheran Church, its ministries, and how to connect to this part of the body of Christ by going to farmingtonlutheran.com. Peace be with you.